morning, Walk Church. Man, I think I'm going to stand today. Man. My man. Yeah. I sat, I sat in the first service, so uh, we're, we're in this awesome series, Help Me Stand. I need, I need so much help to stand up. You know, I need prosthetic legs. Pastor Mike had to help me up those steps. We need each other. And, and God is calling us to be soldiers in this life, yeah. right? He's called us to, to walk in his armor, the armor that he gives us. I just want to give a hand praise. Can we just testify real quick of just the goodness of God? Can we just do that? Jesus, I thank you, Father. I thank you for sending your son, the God-man, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life, for giving me grace, for having mercy upon my soul. When I didn't even have you in my mind, I didn't, I didn't even have you in my heart. You looked at me in those burning flames and, and you saved me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for his grace. I'm grateful for his mercy that I'm able to stand here today. And also just want to honor my pastor, my good friend, Pastor Hyden, for giving me the opportunity to bring God's word. Uh, yeah. My name's George Hernandez. I'm the youth director here at Walk Church, and it's a pleasure to be here. I have family uh, that are in right now in this building. Just want to honor the Antons. I love you guys. Uh, my, my brother Brandon and his girlfriend. So good to have you guys this morning. I want to do a little quick recap on just the first four weeks. Pastor Hyden did a great job preaching three weeks in a row. He labeled the message, help me stand. Stand in his strength, God's strength. Um, that message is still going forward to this week. He encouraged us. We got wristbands. I received text messages from different brothers throughout the week, even this week, to stand in the Lord in the might of his strength. The second week was standing firm against the devil. He unmasked the devil, and he encouraged us that we need the whole armor of God and able to stand strong in these evil days. The third week is the belt of truth. In order for us to stand firm against the schemes of the enemy, we need truth. There can't be two truths. There's only one truth. And God says that he is truth. Jesus is the truth. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one will get to the Father facts. There's no, there hasn't been no other spiritual leader that's ever said those words. Jesus says, I am truth. Truth is a person. Truth is God's word. And then last week, Pastor Ryan Ivey shared a powerful word on standing in righteousness. He said that the truth informs us, the truth of God informs us of God's righteousness. He encouraged us that God's righteousness, the, the breastplate uh, of righteousness covers our heart. And he said, when you sin, when you mess it up, God's righteousness covers you. Then he encouraged us, when we, won't, we don't want to stay there, 
we actually want to keep on walking. We want to keep this live, living this faith out. So he says it's a process of sanctification. Taking one step at a time. See, Ephesians 6 reminds us that we're in a battle. That the battle is real. That the enemy is real. And we can tell because the days are evil. And he encourages, God's word encourages us to put on this, this armor that, that God gives us. And today, we're going to be talking about the shoes. The shoes are the gospel of peace. Stand ready in the gospel of peace. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us, and then we'll go ahead and jump on God's word. Father, thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your grace, your mercy, for Jesus, for the good news, the God-man, 100% God coming down and making us right before your eyes. Thank you, Jesus, for living the life that we couldn't live, God. Thank you for your spirit that dwells here. May I decrease so you can increase. Holy Spirit, may you move through the hearts of every person sitting down in these seats. God, give us the, the, the ears to hear your word. God, give us the eyes to see you, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, work in our hearts, soften our hearts, open our hearts, transform our hearts to receive your word. Ephesians 6, verses 13 through 15 reads like this. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, God's truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, God's righteousness that covers our heart. And as shoes, this is the verse for today, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness. Somebody say, get ready. That way you ain't got to get ready. Stay ready. He said, put it on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. I remember being a young blood, a young buck back in Mexico. I was, I was a youngster. I grew up in Mexico, and my uncle lived across the street from me, and he was getting ready for a battle. He was getting ready to fight. We heard that this man disrespected my aunt, his wife. So I remember watching him in his front porch, and he was strapping up his boots for battle. I'm about to get, get some work in, you know what I'm saying, b -Cow? Throw them dogs, throw them things. And I'm like, wow, okay, he's getting ready. Let me show you what, what the shoes that he put on. Yo, yo. We call these Air Juans. Yo, my uncle did not wear those. And matter of fact, look at this picture. This man right here, we can call him Juan, wearing the Air Juans, just dropped like two months ago. But he's in a basketball court, guys. He got the wrong shoes on. He's going to be slipping, falling. Those ain't the right shoes. Those ain't the right battle shoes to put on. My uncle was wearing something like this. Kind of looked like work boots, soldier boots. 
And this is the, the message of Ephesians 6.15. It's the simple message that we got to put on these shoes, put on the right shoes to get ready for a battle. Strong Christians stand firm in spiritual warfare, putting on their shoes, the readiness provided by the good news of Jesus Christ. See, if you believe in Jesus, if you res receive Jesus, if you belong to Jesus, if you talk like Jesus, if you look like Jesus, trust me, the enemy's going to attack. He don't like that. We're in the war. And God has given us his armor to put on, to stand ready against the schemes of the devil, ready for this evil age that we live on. I want to read the King James Version on verse 15. It says, in your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This word shodding is a term used it's an act of putting on shoes on a horse. When you put on these shoes on the horse, it becomes part of the horse. That's the message today, that these shoes that we put on become a part of us. What is it? The gospel of peace. That's what we put on. It's the way that we walk. It's our image. It's our identity. We put on Jesus. We put on peace. Paul says, in order for us to stand firm against the schemes of the devil, not only do we need a belt to hold up them bridges, not only do we need a breastplate to cover our heart, but we need good shoes. We need some good shoes. When Paul wrote this, this was over 2,000 years ago. Historians tell us that in those days, Rome provided their soldiers with this equipment, these shoes that were successful for battle. These were half boots, half glorified sandals that provided mobility and stability. Mobility to walk forward against the enemy and stability to stand firm and duke them up. So he's using this example of a warrior of a soldier, and he's saying, walk church, you're a soldier for Jesus. You're living in a dark world. You got to put on me, God, the armor that I'm giving you, my truth, my righteousness, my gospel of peace. God is commanding us to stand firm. See, the enemy's goal is to stop the Christian's progress in order for us to take this wonderful news. Pastor Stacy preached the word at youth on Thursday, and he encouraged our youth. He said, look, if you had the cure for cancer, would you share? Of course we share. We got cure for death. We got the cure for, for, for redemption, for eternal life, for the forgiveness of sins. So the enemy wants to stop this message from going forward. The enemy wants to trip us up. The enemy wants us to be wobbly. The, un the enemy wants to bring us down and for us to stay down. But when we get down, because we will, we'll fall. We're not perfect. 
The proverb says, right, the righteous man falls seven times but gets up seven. Get back up. The righteous man. We, we learned that last week. What's that righteousness? Amen. The righteousness is from God. We get up with the righteousness of Jesus. So what do we put on as shoes to stand firm? Man, Vince, I'm glad that you asked, brother. Appreciate that. Paul says we put on shoes of the gospel of peace. Why is this gospel, this good news, characterized by peace? Because peace is character. It's a person. It's Jesus. That's who we're talking about. What kind of peace did Jesus provide? What is this gospel of peace? We just learned that peace is a person and it's Jesus. So what did Jesus bring? What kind of peace did he bring? First and foremost, he brought peace between us and God. We need that peace. That means that God and myself once had beef. We had some pork chops. We had some steak. We had problems. The Bible tells me that I was an enemy of God. The Bible tells me that I walked in my own way, turning my back on God, not caring. I'm going to do me. And he says, yo, you being an enemy right now. To fall to the hands of the living God as an enemy is nothing to play with. Look, I'm a burn survivor. I was burnt up 80% of my body. Negative 5% chance to live. Car explosion. Over 90 days in a coma. I'll tell you this right now. I'd rather be burnt here than eternity in hell. That's real facts. And check this out. Amen, brother. And Jesus, Jesus says this. Don't fear, man. Don't fear, man. Fear the God who can take your life and destroy your soul in hell. This is, this is what I'm talking about. This is heavy stuff. This is truth. This is, this is the good news that, that at, at one point we were enemies of God. But Jesus brought peace to us in God. That's good news. Paul says in Philippians 3, verse 18 and 19, it says, For many, Paul says, of whom I have often told you, and now I'll tell you, even with tears, Paul's saying, look, this breaks my heart. I got tears in my eyes. They walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Yo, the cross is foolishness to people. The cross is offensive to people. People don't want the cross. And the Bible says these people are enemies of the cross, of Jesus and look what happens. Therein is destruction. Their God is their belly, meaning you can't get enough. You can't get enough. Sin is never enough. In the glory of their shame, they glory on foolish things. With mindsets on earthly things. Their mindset ain't on heavenly things, on eternal things, on godly things. And the truth is, that was me. These verses, I lived out. But praise be to the Lord 
that in Romans 5.10, he says this. For a while, George, you were my enemy. But you were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved through his life. We're not saved by our good works. We're not saved by coming to church and reading your Bible, getting baptized. All those things are good. We need to practice those things. But we're saved, reconciled. We got peace with God through Jesus. Period. God himself. As a believer in Jesus Christ, we have the good news of the gospel of peace given to us by Jesus himself. Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have been made right by faith, you have been redeemed by faith, you are clothed with righteousness by faith in Christ. It says, we have peace with God because of Jesus. Jesus brought peace to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the God-man making peace with his blood. The God-man. The God-man. Let's read Colossians 1, 19 through 22. For in him, all, somebody say all. all. Not 95, not 98%, not 99.9, all of it, 100% God dwelled in Jesus. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, through God in the flesh, to reconcile to himself, to God himself, all things. Woo! On heaven and on earth, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace. Man, that word peace, I love that. I need peace. Making peace by the blood of Jesus. And you, George, and you, Walk Church, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you, George, you, Brandon Cowan, you, Manu, you, Eric Anderson, you, Danny Garcia, you, Walk Church. How is God going to present us before God? Holy. Holy. And blameless, above reproach. The enemy has a lot of reproach. The enemy has a lot to say about us. He's always accusing and condemning and reminding us of our past. But Jesus says, nah, that ain't happening. When you get there, not only now, but when you get there, you're going to be holy. In Christ, we have been reconciled, re reunited with God. In Christ, we stand forgiven. In Christ, we stand righteous before God. In Christ, we stand holy before God. In Christ, we stand blameless and above reproach before God. In Christ, we stand 
with peace before God. No more beef. No more wrath. No more hellfire. This is all because of Jesus. Knowing we have peace with God. Now that we know the heart of this text, the, the, the peace that we truly need is between us and God. I want to give you three practical ways that we can grab a hold of the gospel and the peace that the gospel can, can bring freedom, can bring peace. The first one is this. The gospel gives me peace that my past is forgiven. The, the gospel gives me peace that my past is forgiven. Every single person in this building struggles with anxiety, some fear, some condemnation, some negative thoughts. The enemy's throwing your past in your face. We've been hurt. There's been shame. There's been guilt. We've hurt people. People hurt us. We have no peace with people. Our past is mucky. My past is mucky. And the enemy uses our past to keep us in our past. Our enemy doesn't, the enemy doesn't want us to move forward with God's peace. He wants you to stay in the past, in your guilt, in your shame, crippled, not walking your faith out, not having peace. God doesn't want that for you. That's not his purpose. The enemy uses our past to rob us from our present peace. See, in order for us to move forward and be effective for God, you have to know and believe and receive and trust and experience the forgiveness of God. Let me tell you, he paid it. Let me tell you, your past is forgiven. That's good news. God says this when he was on the crucifixion. Before he took, before he gave up his spirit, look, he gave up his life. They didn't take it. The Bible says that it, he gave it up. He said, it is finished. Tetelestai, paid in full. The Greek word means paid in full. It is finished. Your past is forgiven. You can have peace today. Today. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this. It says, for our sake, George, for your sake, walk church, for your sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. God in the flesh, perfect, holy, kept the, the, the law and fulfilled the prophets. This is not just a man. This is not just a prophet. This is not just a good dude. This is God in the flesh. No sin. He knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him we are righteous, y'all. In him we have peace. In him we are holy. Don't let your past pain become your present identity. Don't let it. I've been through a lot of pain. I don't, want to keep, I don't want to stay in my pain. I don't want to stay in my shame. I don't want to stay in my old ways. That's not my identity. 
That's not your identity in Christ. He's brought peace. He's brought peace. Don't let the enemy rob you from this peace that God gives. The solution is this, repentance. It means turning from your own ways, missing the mark, and turning to God. It means just being open, being transparent, being real before God. You know, we're not innocent, guys. We just have to be honest. God, forgive me, I'm tired. I'm in my past. The enemy keeps attacking me. I feel alone. Repentance brings refreshment, brings salvation, brings peace. Don't let your past guilt trap, trap you or rob you from the peace of your salvation. See, we won't be able to change our past, but we can change our future. Amen? Start by confessing your sins, leaving the past behind you. Look at this verse, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. She is a new creation. Praise God for our sister Sierra. This verse right here, she's going to live it out today. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, she's getting baptized. She is a new creation. The old has passed away. Yesterday has passed away. Guilt has passed away. Shame has passed away. Pain has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The gospel gives me peace that my past is forgiven. The gospel gives me peace that my, my present has a purpose. My present has a purpose. Romans 8.28 says this. And we know that for those who love God, for those, some people don't love God. Romans says that there's, they're haters of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things, all things, a car explosion, cancer, bankruptcy, death, pain, suffering, all things, all things will work together for the good. For those who are called according to his purpose. See, in order for us to believe this verse, in order for us to have peace with this verse, you have to believe and rest and trust a sovereign God. The word sovereignty means that God is all-knowing ever-present, all-powerful, that for those who love God, all things are working out for good according to his purpose. Praise the Lord that is his purpose, not my purpose, not my ways, but his purpose. I remember laying in that bed and I kept hearing that. God got a purpose for your life, George. Infectious disease, doctor, your room is filled with light. I'm going to tell you, God has a purpose for your life. You're a miracle. God has a purpose for your life. 
God has a purpose. Praise the Lord that they, they shared truth. That it was God's purpose. Because my purpose, on my own strength, with my own hope, with no legs, burnt up, couldn't eat, couldn't drink water for five, six months, hopeless, I needed to hear that. God's purpose. God's purpose. And see, here at Walk Church, guys, we, we here at Walk Church love to preach the Bible. We have a tremendous leader, pastor and pastor Hyden, right? And in our strategy to have purpose today is right over there, right in that wall. Look what it says. It says, know God, find community, discover purpose, make a difference. See, the gospel gives me peace in my present purpose because that's what happened with my life. And we want to help you take those next steps with your life, that you can have a purpose. How? You have to know God. You have to put on the belt of truth. You have to put on the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of feet. You have to walk by faith and not by sight, knowing that Jesus goes in front of us. You have to put on the helmet of salvation, renew your mind, the mind of Christ, the salvation that's found in him. And we walk by the sword. We need the word. We need to know God. In order to know God, you need to pick up your Bible. And then after I left the hospital, guys, I did over a year in the hospital. I left the hospital. A month later, I got plugged in in community. A month later, I got plugged into a church, a Hispanic Pentecostal church. Man, they were up there dancing, <laughs> ready. I, I was like, man, like, what's going on? And then a year later, God reconnected me with Pastor Hyden, my friend. We started doing Bible studies online. Shout out to the online crew. Y'all knowing God through online. We started doing Bible studies, knowing God. I found community of uh, college students. It was a group of college students and me, myself, in my, in my room, in my house, doing Bible studies, going through the book of Philippians and Corinthians and the Gospels and finding community in my church. I discovered God's purpose for my life, and I started to make a difference. I started to work, share Jesus with my loved ones, my friends, at my job, in prisons, in juvenile detention centers, at youth camps, in the streets with homeless. The good news, the good news, I strapped up some good feet, and your boy got some prosthetic feet. I was showing up at work with no feet. I had no legs, legless, rolling up, working, walking in truth, walking in righteousness, walking with purpose. Come on. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 2.10, we're almost we're about to finish up. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. You were created for good works, which God prepared beforehand. He already prepared those good works. 
He knew I was going to be here tonight, this morning. He prepared it. He's God that we should walk in them. I encourage you, we're doing the love strong for two more weeks. Put on the, put, put on the, the gospel, the shoes, put on peace. Go hug somebody, go serve the community. For two weeks, we're serving our community. Get connected, right? Get connected in a group. We do groups throughout the week. There's a young adults group on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The youth can get connected on Thursdays. Find community. Discover purpose. Make a difference. Amen? I got some walk youth right here in the front. Let's go. I see y'all. Get plugged in. Serve your church. The last, the last point that I want to share Low-key, that kind of burned my eye. <laughs> the gospel gives me peace that my future is secure. See, there's a book in the Old Testament, the book of Joshua. Tremendous book. Read it. Joshua is about to enter the promised land. And for 40 years, Moses had been leading the Israelites through the desert. A, a, a tough 40 years. And God has a pet talk with Joshua. It's a halftime speech. He's like, yo, you've been going to war. You've been in battle. You've been in the game for 40 years. Time out. Let me give you this pet talk for the next 30 that you're going to live. And he says this. The Lord told Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. In other words, Joshua... My servant is dead. The past is behind you. That season, it's over. Walk church, the past is dead. It's behind you. God is saying, Joshua, I need you today with the purpose. And look what he says next. Therefore, the time has come, Joshua, to lead my people. Look, Joshua. I have purpose for you today. The past is behind you. There's purpose today. There's peace today. There's forgiveness today. Today, lead my people. But not only that, if you keep reading in that same chapter, chapter one of Joshua, he encourages Joshua with this. This is God himself. He says, let me reassure you, Joshua, let me tell you what I told you before. Let me tell you my promise. I'm not a man that I should lie or the son of man that I should have regrets. I'm God. Whatever I say, I'm accomplished. This is my promise to you. He says, Joshua, walk church. Be strong in me. Joshua, walk church. Have godly courage in me. Joshua, walk church, stand firm in me. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't let the future, the uncertainty of tomorrow, destroy your peace. I know that there's enemies ahead of you. I know that there's more life, more struggle, even more pain, more shortcomings. Life is hard, and it can be scary sometimes. 
And God is telling us today, look, your, your future is secure. It's secure. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you alone. My grandfather just passed away. He's with, the, he's with the Lord Jesus in December. Rest in peace. That was his prayer. In Spanish, God, don't leave me. Don't forsake me. I heard him pray that. I said, I said Grandpa, he'll never leave you. He's not going to forsake you, and he did it. God reassured me that with this promise. And I want us to have that peace that our future is secure. It's secure. Don't miss the peace Christ has given you. Don't miss it today. Don't walk out of here and miss this great news. Don't miss the power of the cross. If you don't have peace with God, don't miss this. If you haven't put your faith and trust in the Savior of your soul, don't miss this. If you have no peace, and if the enemy keeps attacking you and you're in bitterness and feel alone, don't miss this. You have a purpose. Your, your, your future is secure. See, Jesus, about to finish up, Jesus is the bridge. And this bridge is the picture of the gospel that in one arm is his truth, pierced hands, and the other righteousness, pierced hands, blood, redemption, forgiveness, and his peace, his feet. Pierced, brought peace. His feet brought peace. He brought peace. Thank you, Jesus. I want to just read these last verses to finish up. We'll go ahead and pray. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 says this. In him, you also... possession of it to the praise of his glory the Holy Spirit is our assurance that our future is secure that heaven is awaiting that's good news that should bring peace that should bring peace 
me go ahead and pray for us. All, head, all heads bowed, eyes closed. I want to pray for two people, two crowds that are in this room. One, the person that hasn't put their faith and trust in Jesus. The person that, that's heard God's voice and you heard that your past is forgiven that you have a purpose today and your future is secure. If that's you, if that's you, if you're ready to leave the past behind, if you're ready to receive God's forgiveness, please raise your hand. I see you. 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 Hands going up, people making decisions. Praise the Lord. Father God, I, I pray for every single hand that went up, every single heart that heard your word. Father, I pray that your forgiveness would bring them peace. Peace with you, peace with others, peace with them themselves. In God, Holy Spirit, seal them. Seal them to do a good work in and through them and finish what you started today. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen, amen. I just want to pray for all of us. Let me pray for all of us. Father God, I thank you for every single person that's here. Thank you, Lord, for your community, for your people, God. Lord, I pray the belt of truth over our lives that we would have a burning desire to know truth. God, equip us with your truth. Equip us with the breastplate of righteousness, God, that would more and more would look more like you, Jesus. God, give us the, the shoes, the readiness of the gospel of peace, that we would walk in peace and bring your good news forward. God, we pick up the shield of faith, for we know that you walk before us, beside us, behind us, all around us. We walk by faith. So God, lead the way. And God, we grab the helmet of salvation, the mind of Christ. Protect us from the schemes of the enemy that our mind wouldn't get the best of us. Protect our mind. And we grab the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Equip us, Jesus, to move forward in your name. Amen.